welcome to the Sports Plus Show Road Trip, one-third Road Trip edition, I guess, uh, with Baker, Big D, and Joe. I'm Joe. Matt, you are uh, in your home office there in Agawam. How are things? Um, I'm here on the. I'm here at the homestead. Daryl's out there on the road. Daryl has the exciting story Darryl. for us. Daryl, you want to? I'm check heading in? to Pomfret, Vermont. Vermont is like a spectacular state. Pomfret is a very well-to-do community. You know, people's homes tend to be ten acres. And um, and the quality of life is just spectacular. It's just beautiful. That's the rest area that you're sitting at right now. looks looks yep. pretty fantastic. I'll tell you what yep. I I you know I've driven through all 48 states a bunch of times. Michigan has the most amazing rest areas. They are some of them are really are nicer than you know some other some state parks. There was the one on this last trip we stopped. There was a lake like in this rest area. And it was oh, just wow. marked as a rest area, not as a park. It was a giant lake, like a beach. It was fantastic. Yeah, it, it, it's just like it, Daryl. Looks like there's beautiful foliage behind you and everything. This and is, I've noticed this, this is great radio, by the way. Yeah, look at yeah, the pretty yeah. trees. <laughs> well, just I'll, I'll I'll be quick with my little thing. I was driving through uh, East Hampton and Mount Tom area uh, last weekend, and I mentioned to Jill and the boys, I'm like, all the leaves are still green. All the I know weather and rain that we've had here in Massachusetts has kept everything green pretty long. So oh, wow. we'll, well see. It, but really the truth is it's the, it's the global weirding because you know, the, the, the leaves aren't changing as quickly as they can, as they, they should because of the extra heat. Doesn't yeah. Matt, doesn't this seem like a super warm September and October? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think it's kind of, I'm trying to think of how I went, if I'm going out for PE, I'm usually in a sweatshirt or hoodie in the morning. And as the day goes on, I get hot and, and I'm in my t-shirt. That's typical. I think for September, um, through at least mid October, usually. Yeah. I'd yeah. say if anything, yeah. it, it, I'd say if anything, it's probably a little chillier than normal out here. Really? And the rain, rain, yeah. seem, rain seems to be coming right on time. If not even a little, little early. Yeah. So, if it's any consolation, things are a little more normal here. So I'd like to say something about the women's professional soccer league. Go for it. So women have really tried to get a professional soccer going. This is their third iteration. The first two folded. This one ran into trouble when um, this, especially this one coach price um, did a lot of sexually abusive things to some of his star players um what he asked like two of his stars they were with him in a restaurant and he said if you two kiss each other i will not make you run uh, a drill tomorrow you know and uh, he also sexually uh, abused uh one of them and so you know and but the thing is that th this was brought up this happened in um like uh quite a few years ago it was brought up to the commissioner and she just ignored it. She just ignored it. And so that's why when the when it became made public, the guy Price retired right away, resigned right away. And then the head of the soccer league had to resign again, uh, had to resign also. But what's interesting is the reason that the players aren't really complaining, there's other instances too, but they're re it's sort of quiet. They're, no one's talking at all. is because they don't want this league to fold. You know, this would be the third league that folded. So even though there's issues out there, they want to just keep the soccer going. So 
that's sort of what happened. And they did these cool protests where they had three games like two days ago and six minutes in, and the six means something. I'm not sure what it is, but um, they all stopped play and both teams made it a circle linked arms and they didn't, you know, they just sat there on the field for like a minute or something like that. So it was an organized protest, pretty effective. So, so hats off talking, to the women soccer players. This, it's Paul Riley, actually, is the guy, right? Paul Riley. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Not Price. I don't know who Price is. I don't either. Mr. Oh, Price, Mr. Price, you didn't do anything. Please don't sue us. Paul Riley well, is know, the guy. You know what? You know what's fun about this um, sports show is. Uh, you know, basically, we no have one, no two, one, li- two, no one two listens. Two and a quarter honest so reporters. You know, <laughs> two and a quarter reporters who check the facts, and then I'm the one quarter who checks occasional facts and occasionally remembers some facts. But because I have you two, you can consistently do two things: correct me, and then say, "Nice job, Daryl. What you said is actually true." Actually, speaking of, I, I believe we've let one slide, by the way. I don't know if we ever got back to this one. We were talking a, a about a good one or a bad one. Uh, it's a harmless one. We were talking about Citizen Kane a few weeks ago. Yep. And you said that it was about Howard Hughes, the guy who had the spruce goose. That's who I thought it was. No, it was it was um Hearst. William oh, Randolph Hearst, the newspaper William Randolph Hearst. Which makes a whole lot more sense because the guy owned right. the newspaper. Because he was so. a big newspaper owner, media tycoon. Yeah. Yeah. But but I think through all this, we've discovered this this phenomenon where the more confident Daryl sounds about something, <laughs> the more likely he is to be incorrect. And when you know, he's sort of hesitant, then he's probably right. So, But, you know, and the thing is, it's like I, it's definitely a mixed blessing because, say, like, I'm really good at math. And when I took um, – was getting trained as a teacher, I took these math classes. And so the most of the female students that were in it, young, you know, 21-year-old students had no interest in what was going on. You know, they were just weren't that interested. So every once in a while, somebody would ask me for help, and I explain it to them all. They would totally buy it. And then fi- later on, we find out that I was totally wrong. <laughs> but I'm so convincing. <laughs> I believe in what I think so much. All these young minds that you've po- that you've poisoned, Daryl. <laughs> Let me ask you guys a question. And and I honestly, I I, I Daryl, I, I don't know much about the the National Women's Soccer League. Um, it, is there a market for it? Do you think, or would the women be better off playing overseas? I mean, we don't really even have a market for our. MLS here. You know? Well, has how has how has MLS done? Hasn't it survived? It's, I mean, it's there, but you all of our at least all the American best players they're playing overseas if they're good enough. Yeah, I will say this: in Portland, the women's team is bigger than the men's team. Mm. The bigger news, bigger it, fan the protein, day. the protein. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they, you know, they and everything, you know. Everything otherwise is equal. They play in the same stadium. They get, you know, they get pretty much the same amount of publicity. But the women's team is way more popular and a little more successful too, which which certainly helps. It does help, Matt. I think though that you know that you know if you're a woman professional soccer player, you would really like there to be, and if you're an American woman soccer player really good one you would really want to be able to play in america for american teams so i mean yeah. i think oh, no, I don't, yeah i don't there's this desire for it 
But will I just, it, will I mean, it I'm just coming at it from strictly, you'd also want them to be compensated. Um, and that's where, I mean, that's, it, it just becomes a market. If there's a market for it, if there's people buying tickets, if there's um, companies supporting right. it financially right. and, and ownership supporting it. Um, well, but I, you know, I think that these people, I think, um, you know, New England has had good support from the football owner for their soccer team. But um, I just think it's, it's hopeful planning, Matt. They hope that they can develop a league. Oh, good for them. Yeah. You know, they're like uh, the Giants. They hope they can build a winning team. They hope they can they keep their winning. 11 minutes. I think, well, let's, yeah, but before we jump there yet, I mean, I think it's it, it's like, you know, the, the NBA gets the best European basketball talent to come here. And I think as long, you know, the European leagues are still superior to, to what's here. I think it's, it's getting closer. And, you know, Daryl, you talk about the, these repeated iterations of the women's league. It's been the same way on the men's side. And it seems like with yeah. every one, they do get a little more popular and a little more mainstream. And we were now building up on these generations of kids who grew up with soccer as prominent as American football. And now we're getting into generations of kids who didn't play American football because of the concussion dangers who played soccer instead. So I think the next couple of generations, that's only going to keep going. So I think both these leagues have enough of a foothold to, to where we're not going to see these leagues folding and new ones pop up two years later. Matt, I think that's a really good point. Cause if you think back to Belchertown, Remember how the really good athletes would pick soccer over football? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. and I want to, I want to make sure I get my stats right here. I am pretty sure most high school concussions occur on the soccer field. I would, I know I wouldn't say most, I know the frequency of soccer concussions is, is pretty close to any other sport, but I think you have far more athletes playing football than you do playing soccer. Just the teams are bigger. You've got you've got more athletes. But, I, but what about yeah, percentage wise? I think you know, the, per I, game? I think the incidence is is comparable. Those are definitely the two most dangerous sports. Hockey is the other one. Lacrosse is like the the kind of distant fourth. But yeah, no. But I think the perception is that football is a much more dangerous game than soccer. And I think in, in a lot of the youth leagues now, they don't allow you to head the ball, which is where yeah, all soccer concussions come from. Yeah, so, that's smart. So yeah. it's re it was really easy to get that out of the game. And the thing is, too, it doesn't really take anything out of the game. Like a long header is an uncontrollable play. Like you yeah. can stop the ball with your chest and shoulders, you know, yeah. legally and, and much safer in a much safer way. So and that was really and you know what's funny? Soccer doesn't have the 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 macho culture that football has built around it. So when people decided to take something dangerous out of the game, there wasn't a whole pushback about how it was going to ruin soccer forever if you couldn't hit, hit the ball with your head. Right. And Matt, the other thing, though, going back to football a second, is, you know, that whole business about race norming, the reason that that was so damning was because there's a lot of, you know, linemen, those linemen, they basically get a concussion, you know, 70 times a day. Yeah. Again, they just like bang, 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 bang. And they were, you know, at 35 years old, having mental problems and being unproductive human beings, and then was exasperated by not getting support. But um, 
you know, I think that that I don't, maybe there's not as many soccer players, but you certainly don't read about soccer players, you know, in, in 20 years after they play having as many brain issues as, as yeah. linemen. Yeah. Committing suicide by shooting themselves in the stomach. So we oh, can the study juniors. their brains. Yeah. yeah. Juniors. Well, oh. it's interesting. And, and I mean, I think part of that is, and, and Joe, I think you touched upon it, that sort of, that the macho-ness of a football player, right? And that yeah. sort of mindset of I'm, I'm not coming out off the field unless I'm carried off the field. Um, mm -hmm. where, and so I think that is what attributes to a lot of the, the TBI, the traumatic brain injury issues is that I'm going to get a concussion and I'm going to play through it and I'm going to get another one in the same game. And, and then next week I get another one kind of thing. Um, and then, but hockey too, do you remember a few years ago, remember um, Zdeno Chara, I believe, for the yeah. get a, got a puck to the head, clearly concussed, and he comes back and sits on the bench. Now, granted, he didn't play. He didn't get back on the ice that game, but he was there if he, in, in, if he needed it, right? Right. Um, and it, it's also the, the coverage of it too, um, whereas I think um, – uh, any and all concussions in the NFL are, are looked under a microscope because they were ignored for so long. Yes, um, they were. And, and the players, I think got exploited from that, but um, interesting, interesting. Um, so dare, do we uh, get into the NFL a little bit and talk about the giants, talk about some games and then maybe urban Meyer. Cause there's plenty to talk about. Okay. But can I just make a quick one quick baseball uh, thing? about the Yankees. Well, do we want to do base we could do baseball first. Yeah, I mean I wanted to I actually want to talk about some games this week. I mean I, I okay. spent a lot let of me hours. Just say that you you know you two Yankee fans should be glad that the Red Sox won. If the Yankees won, they would have been swept by Tampa. Instead the Red Sox won and they're gonna get swept by Tampa. Tampa <laughs> is so good. So I'm just saying in a way, even though it was a painful loss, it was better. You're not being embarrassed three games in a row on national TV. Well, at least it was a terrible game. I'd rather lose like that than lose, you know, lose on a walk-off homer in the ninth inning. Lose on a buck, bucky death fly ball. <laughs> yes, exactly. I am a – I, I, I want to try not to sound like a spoiled, rotten baby yeah. fan here. Millennial. I, I, I want to try – but – it. Um, Wait a minute. Why? You're rejecting the Yankees? You're not well, going to be – no. Yankees Here's – I, I think that there are, I believe I said this a few years ago when we were in studio on the, at the trade deadline and the Yankees did nothing. And the Yankees right now are give Cashman credit when he deserves it. And he's made a few good pickups, but the reality of it is for the last 12, 13 years, the Yankees have been a 96 win team who can't compete in the playoffs. Yep. They had one. They had one run in the playoffs in 2000. Um, I don't know, uh, 17 maybe, where they made it to the ALCS against in the Game Seven against the Astros. But other than that, they're a 96 win team who can't win in the playoffs. Cashman has made some good moves, but his stubbornness around home run or nothing is not going to win in the playoffs and it it was clear and evident in this game against the Red Sox they just they they can't be flexible it's I'm hey we're gonna have we're gonna get four hits 
three solo home run, uh, three solo home runs. We're going to strike out fifteen times, and let's hope we win the game three to two. Uh, you know, so look, I'm I'm a spoiled Yankee fan. <laughs> I I know it. I I know my 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 frustration and cries are falling on deaf ears to everyone else around the country, all you 20 or so listeners of this show. <laughs> um, but, you know, Cashman needs to rethink how he is creating this roster and they need to do something with Gary Sanchez, get Glaber Torres, who I like, they need to do something with him. Well, Gla- Glaber's done since they moved him to second base. He like in the in that game against the Red Sox, he made a spectacular play. Apparently, he's doing much better at second base. You know, but even still, like use him to get to. You got th- this roster. They need an overhaul. They need guys. They need some speed. They need some they need speed. speed. They, need, they need pitchers. That's the problem. You look at the teams that have had championship success over this stretch that we're talking about the last ten years. They're, they'll have dominant starting pitchers, more than one, and you need mm-hmm. more than one. That's the problem they had. They had Cole, who, again, didn't, you know, I can't call him dominant if that was his performance in the biggest game of the season. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, that's the shortcoming that I think it's harder to remedy that. It's harder to build up a staff like that. But I think they – Wait right, a minute. Matt, what, how, they, does, how does Tampa Bay do it? They have nine of their 12 pitchers are new pitchers who weren't on the team last year. Nine but, of their twelve, but that doesn't How mean do they're they not. Do it? They're brilliant. That doesn't mean they're not good just because they're new, and that's yeah. But know, they're but like who are they? They're none of. There's no Garrett Coles or, or Chris Sale. You know, there's no. Well, that's the point too. Like you don't also need that. You need no. You don't. You know, you I need, I, you I need quality. That. You don't need expense. That just tells me that right. Tampa Bay has better scouts than the Yankees do. That's what Much that tells better. me. One thousand percent agree. I mean, I I used to love and and so right. You my age, I'm thirty seven. I I go back to Scott Brocious. Um, yeah. You know, Paul O'Neill, Bernie Williams, uh, obviously Derek Jeter, Tino Martinez. Like, yeah, I know you you had some names I go mixed back in to, there. I go back to Dale Berra. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> but. You know, I, I Shane Spencer in the outfield, uh, yeah. Chad Curtis in the outfield. I, I you you always knew growing up, middle school, high school, and, and even before those for me, I always knew. Yep, yeah, sure, the Yankees are going to go out in the trade deadline. They're going to get David Cohn. Yep, they're going to get David Justice. They're going to get who they need at the trade deadline. But the core of what that team was, it it were it was a team who could win in different ways, and it was a team where when Paul O'Neill struck out, he, the bat was broken in the in the dugout. You know, just those angry, hard-nosed players. I'm going to run out everything. It's I don't, not I don't about know if Paul O'Neill's anger problems are what's missing, but I I, know, I get what you're saying, Matt. Those, uh, those yeah, teams no, that it's, had, it's true what he's saying. You know, the team, the Bernie Williams, David Wells, all those teams, like they were they were a team. This is a collection of home run hitters. I, I right. get that, that complaint about it, but I think uh, on the field strategically, you can argue against the, the that strategy offensively, but – Again, you got to look at the their their bigger shortcoming is that they don't have a they haven't had a stopper pitcher in a in a while. That's fair. And and the last thing I'll say about it, and, and baseball in general, not so much a Yankee thing. I mean, if you are a good team, you're going to win ninety because there are a lot of bad teams in in baseball, right? So just by default, 
if you are a better than average baseball team, you're going to win 80 something, 90 something games. And, and I think that's what the Yankees were all, all year long. I mean, I said at the trade deadline, they should be sellers, move some guys around. I didn't yeah, think, I agree, you know, and but so, they, but they, it, yes, yeah, they, they, made, they made it to the wild card. They had a chance, but I, I think the Yankees are, are an example of, they're good enough to win these games. They're not, they never were a contender this year. And they, they beat up on bad teams in baseball. And there are enough bad teams in baseball where, yeah, they won 96 you know, games. Great. It's interesting. The um, AL East is incredibly strong because the Red mm-hmm. Sox, Yankees, yeah. and uh, Tampa Toronto. Bay all won over 92 games. Toronto came in fourth with 91 wins. Yeah. And, That's, they're, and they're, playing each other, they're playing each other 19 games. And Toronto's going up. So I think I just think the Yankees, they're going to have to revisit what their roster. It, it can't be home run or nothing. That right. doesn't win you in the, in, in the postseason. I, I, I will, you know, maybe with, with Severino, if he comes back, could he go back to, to being a, a, a quality number two type player behind Cole that can help their rotation. But, you know, It'll it'll be an interesting playoff. I hope I hope the Astros, you know, they're winning right now. Um, I I hope they. Well, actually, the ooh, White Sox just came and tied it. We're recording, by the way. What is it? It's Friday afternoon. Friday uh, afternoon. Yeah. And so. But uh, they won the first game, didn't they? The they Astros in the first game. Yeah. In the, they're right now they're I in the hate bottom. The Astros. I you know. I hate them. If civilization collapses between one thirty Friday afternoon and when you're hearing this. We sorry we didn't get to comment on it, and good luck out there. <laughs> um, so, Joe, what do you like about the playoffs? What are you seeing in the playoffs, other than Tampa Bay's an unbelievably good team? Well, I you know I, the the National League one game playoff was great, and so I, I that I'm, was that was a great game. I, I'm, I'm one to one for, into the ninth. Yeah, yeah, and I and I I root for the Dodgers kind of by proxy. I've got family down there that are Dodger fans, and you know I, I like rooting for them. They have the a little bit of a Yankee connection, so I'm going to root for the Dodgers. The Yankee connection, they buy everybody like the good old, good old Steinbrenner <laughs> team, you know. But uh, I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably not care too much about baseball now. Now, well, I actually like San Francisco a lot. Well, there's too much. There's too much going on. I mean, the WNBA finals are going to start next week, and the the I don't know if you guys have been following this at all, but uh, Candace Parker, who played for a dozen, twelve or thirteen years in LA, won a championship. Yep. She's got a, a Hall of Fame list of credentials, multiple MVPs. Uh, went back home to Chicago to play for Chicago this season as a free agent, and. Um, didn't didn't demand a trade, Matt. Just waited until the contract was up. Signed one with Chicago. Came home to play, and after getting knocked out in L.A. by Connecticut the last two seasons, she came back and as a six seed beat Connecticut in the semis. And it was it was a great series. And just yeah. like if this was again like this is like the LeBron going back to Cleveland story a million times over because he played yeah. there for a while and then left and came back. This is her, you know, being a Chicago school legend and then leaving to play at Tennessee and then going to LA for her, basically her entire career and then coming back. And if, again, if this were, if this were a man, if this was happening in the, in the NBA, this is all we would have heard about. 
for the last two weeks. And I just wish it, I wish it got more. So for our 20 listeners, there you go. Read up on Candace Parker. Joe, Joe, I really appreciate you you, because the WNBA is fun to watch. I'm sorry. It's, it's, you know, it took me a long time to figure that out, but it's good basketball. It's really good basketball. Yeah. We keep saying this, but I, you know, I've I've said it a dozen times on the show that it's the best basketball in the world right now. Yeah. It's I'm, I'm having way more fun watching the WNBA playoffs. The problem is though. So Daryl, you and I talk about this all the time because we have YouTube TV as our TV provider. Right. They have, they usually give you highlights. You know, if you're watching an NBA game or an NFL game, you can watch just the, they call them key plays. Right. For some football games, it's, it's a third of the game but it just shows you the action, but they don't do that for the WNBA games. We don't have that option. So yeah, I, you know, I have to watch them a little more the old fashioned way, but, but yeah, watch the NBA playoffs. The, uh, the, there's a, the other semifinal game five is tonight, Friday. Yes. Friday. So by the time you hear that, that'll be determined. Uh, and now that next week. series, Matt is uh, Joe, is it going to be five games or seven? It's five. I think, right. The finals still are five. still five. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but no, no Connecticut Sun, Matt. I don't know how much you root for him, but now you know, staying in basketball for a second, the NBA is about to start up next week. <sighs> yeah, it's, I'm not, I'm not quite ready for it. I'm sort of glad the Yankees are out and I don't have to pay attention because, yeah, it's almost time for basketball. Yikes! But also, I'll stick with my prediction, which you guys both poop on, which is that LA is too old and they're not going to go anywhere this year. Oh, you know? they can I'm go sick, somewhere I'm this year. With that. They're not going to go anywhere in 2025 with this group, but I think they're, they're not going anywhere this year. I think they're very well set they're up. They're all going to be collecting social security. They're going to be limping around. You how, know. how ironic is this, Matt, that Daryl is calling out someone for being too old. How about that? I, I, I think, I don't know. I'm not on that train yet, Daryl. I think LeBron James is going to have, and he is, he's, he's going to so dominate and, and be an, an MVP. As and if Davis, but the, if Davis stays healthy the whole year, I that's really they, hard to beat those two. Daryl, so this, this, you didn't sound too sure of yourself there because you're really, you're really wrong on this, man. This, this roster is stacked, and that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, but it's we, old. They're all old. That's my who, only point. They're all does, old. What Carmelo that, Anthony is the youngest guy, and he's like fifty years old. He's, he's you know? not the youngest guy. <laughs> they okay, so, so. <laughs> Tell me, tell me, how many players do you think they have that are uh, thirty-four and over? I'd say six. Oh, see, you already knew that because that's exactly. No, what I'm it just is. guessing. I'm just guessing. That is, they have f- six players that are thirty-four and older, but that's old for basketball. But LeBron is the only one who is one who's in the one of their top in the top seven of the rotation, and I I don't think anyone's going to say that he's past his prime. The others. Carmelo's 37, Ariza's 36, Rondo's 35, Dwight Howard is 35, Wesley Matthews is 34, who cares about him? But the core of their team is still pretty young. You know, Davis is 28. You know, they got just got Malik Monk, he's 23. I think they'll they're Taylor Horton Tucker's 20. Yeah. They yeah. they won't be a number one seed. I, I don't think they care about what seed they are in. If they go into the playoffs healthy, I think they know no team really can stack up against them. I think Anthony Davis is going to be load managed as much as he, he might not even play in the regular season. Like he might get, <laughs> he might no, he's gotta, because they gotta, they gotta give him chances, but you're right. He's going to be taken you know, care of. So he'll go in his first Nick, his first twisted ankle. He's going to be out a month. They'll get him ready for the playoffs. 
I think they'll be fine. They'll probably end up being like, cause the, the, the West is pretty stacked. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, what are they probably going to be a five seed and they'll be fine. Uh, they might be higher than that, but uh, yeah, I could see him be yeah. coming in at three. I mean, they've got, I mean, they're, they're, they're almost too deep. Like they've got, they go 14, 15 deep. And some of these guys are, aren't going to make it through the season. They're going to get hurt. I, I get that, but it's almost like they're spread a little too thin on the back end of the roster. I don't worry about the front end. I don't think they're really too old. Westbrook's the oldest starter uh, past LeBron. He's 32, but I don't has think Westbrook we- ever won a championship. No, I don't think he has. Has he? No, no, no. no. I don't think he won one at UCLA. Right. He only played there no. one year. Right. No, but again, we can't, he, he doesn't we, do it for me. He does not do it for me, but haven't we determined that, we we don't judge players on the show by whether or not they won a championship. <laughs> well, but speaking of judging players, can we switch it to the best team in the East, the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving? Oh, get your shots, man. You know, he he he's playing for a team in which everybody has to be vaccinated because it's New York mandate, and he's not. And he's gonna miss 41 of the games, he's actually going to miss a few more because when he goes to San Francisco and some other place, that's they require the, vaccination. Can't play, also. can't play against the Knicks. That's so, the, yeah. Yeah. So how is that going to work? Is he really? Is he going to keep that up? And are they going to keep him on the team? Well, you saw Andrew Wiggins kind of gave into it, and he sure he said he, he should, said as much. Should. Yeah, and and I don't, I'm I don't know I, I'm I don't know what the option is. I think. Would the Nets rather have him for 40 road games and maybe half the playoffs? Maybe they would. Maybe they wouldn't. I don't know what you'd do with them otherwise. You could, they could be some sort of like, you know, COVID exception leave thing for a year. But I think if, if Kyrie Irving takes some sort of administrative year off, I don't think he plays in the NBA ever again. I think the next time we see Kyrie Irving is like on the Kyrie Irving show. You know, and Matt, before you weigh in, let me just say about Kyrie. I actually, I mean, he's a nut, but he actually is, a, he's really trying to do good things with his money. Yeah. So I, my hat's yeah. off to him for that. He's really trying to help out with his money. I think I like him because he's a nut. I think that helps. He's entertaining. There's not a That's whole lot sure. of color left, you know, in professional athletics anymore, especially like he, well, and to- you know, and you're right. I mean, that is, he handles the ball like no one else can. Oh, I'm I'm talking more about the press conferences and the weird stuff. Like I, he doesn't give a canned answer to anything. Like I, no, he doesn't. I, 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 you can feel what's coming out of his heart when he opens his mouth. Usually, it's you get the blandest statements you possibly can. But hey, it's it's his uh, his Duke heritage. <laughs> it all comes uh, back to that, geez. doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, honestly, it's. It's too early to really get into the NBA, but as far as when it comes to the COVID stuff and the vaccine, I mean, you guys know how I feel. Yeah, I think you should get vaccinated, but I also, you know, if he, for whatever his reasons are, feel like he uh, doesn't want to get vaccinated, you know, if he's going to stick true to it. But Matt, why would a team let him play when they they can't depend on him? It's the last Wait, game. Let, let me ask you this, though, like, so could they depend on him last year? Like, did you, he took, how many times did he take time off because something happened personal? Like, so can you really depend on him anyway? I just, I mean, 
I, 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 why would you keep him on the roster? Because why he would, is good. <laughs> well, and when yeah. this is what you can do, this is what you can do. You can rest one of your other stars on these for these road games. So if you could take 20 of your games and rest Harden, 20 of your road games and rest Harden, take 20 more and rest Durant because you can plug him <laughs> in in those 40 games, i definitely do that. And I think the Nets might be uniquely set up for that because mm-hmm. they've got two sort of veteran stars who can yeah, use but, those you know, games I, off, I have but, to say you guys are convincing me, but, man, that's crazy. I, I, I mean, I don't – I think they'd be foolish to get rid of them. I mean, I don't – who knows man. next – you know, the following year if there's still a vaccine mandate. I don't know. I just – I mean, I, I don't – personally, I don't like all the vaccine mandates. I just – I don't. Um, but – But wait a minute. Do you like the measles mandate? <laughs> I don't know. It, it's just it, – Did you get your kid a measles shot? I did. It's not about me. It's about individuals. And if they're choosing not to do, I, I just, it's, but, I don't but know. Wait a minute, but what, but what, why do you fight one and not fight the other one? I mean, the thing is the mandates work and they get everybody safe. Yeah. It's not Russia. It's a public health thing. I don't know. It, it, I don't know. I, I feel I'm vaccinated. I'm not saying don't get vaccinated. Matt, do but you, I just do. Do you think the fact that we have to we require vaccinations for the measles of kids before they go into school? Do you feel that that is responsible for the fact that we don't have measles anymore? It, yeah, but but it okay. also. I mean, there's more. There's more. Again, I'm not a doctor. I, I'm, it's hard for me to. I, I I just I don't like all the 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 these mandates. You know, I, if I want to go eat a restaurant, I need to be vaccinated. Like, yeah, yes, if you want to go yes. to a concert or a basketball game, yes. yes. If you're going to be around me, you better have yes. your damn shots. But at see, this point, but, but, hold on. At, at this point, hold on for a second. I, I I get what you guys are saying, and and this isn't necessarily pushback, but the vaccine is what is protecting you. The vaccine is what protects you. Right. It's not about with the mandate. It, it, without the mandate, people wouldn't take it. Sure, I the vaccine's protecting me today, but now I got to go get another shot in in three weeks because I'm at my six months. You'd be getting anyway. No, I wouldn't. If people had done uh, what they were supposed to, and everyone had got their vaccinations in the spring, and the thing when they first over. came out, we would be done. We would be done. We would be and, done. The, and the hospital ERs would be empty and the ICUs would be empty, and the medical personnel across the country would not be going out of their frigging minds right now. I have a, I have a, and again, I'm not, are, are the measles and mumps, are they viruses? They're the exact same um, COVID uh, virus. Yeah, they both are viruses. So why, so, and, and this is an honest question, the flu doesn't go away. Like we still have. Yeah, but no, you're right. No, no, are you, I, that's are an you, honest question. You're it's taking all question. your talking not, points from I'm Rush Limbaugh here. Now, I, I, isn't no, no, no. Flu, let me it's just the flu, Joe. Let me. That's it's not what I'm saying. I, but I, I also like it. It part of it is is because it's so new. Like we can all. Yeah, I, yeah, like, it's new. You're right. It, it's all so new, and yep. that's my point. We don't know. You don't know for a fact that if everybody got vaccinated, it would be gone because you know what the virus did? It mutated so that if yeah, you but, are vaccinated, no, but no, you can still get it and you can still pass it. Hold on. So it mutates. So we don't know. I mean, I just, it's also new. 
I it just next oh, week on next week on Crossfire. <laughs> wait this a minute. Is the most agitated minute. any of us have. All three of us have been at the same well, because, time. Because ever. going back to the mutated business, Matt. The only reason it mutated is because people didn't get vaccinated. Thank flu, you. Thank flu you. does not mutate as much because people are vaccinated and the cases die down and they're under control. Hold on, but we can move on from this in a second. But your flu vaccine that you get is a vaccine from the strand of last year. We all know that. Right. And when you get vaccinated from the flu, you can still get the flu, but it's not as severe. And that's right. what COVID vaccine does as well. It no, makes but it here's, the, here's the difference. Right. Here's the so, difference, though. The flu vaccines have like a 30 to 60 percent efficacy rate, depending on the year. The COVID vaccines are in the high 90s. So that's I, the difference. I'm with you. Yes. So, I, but, but, it, but it contradicts what you said about if everyone had been vaccinated, we could have gotten rid of it. And that's the difference between the flu. That's why the flu keeps coming back because we can't, it's mutated so far beyond what we had. We haven't, if we had gotten to the flu the first time there was a flu, we could have come up with a vaccine to head it off like this. We, this could, we don't want this to become the next flu. Well, you talk about this, well, I'm vaccinated, so I'm safe. And whoever has to deal with it for the next 20 years has to deal with it. No, because you can't get into the hospital. I can't get into the hospital. The people that have to treat these people who are, are refusing to, sorry, to take a very simple decision to protect public health, the people that are suffering from that aren't those of us, you and I, who are vaccinated and can't go to a baseball game. It's the people who have to serve these idiots all day and all night in overcrowded hospitals. That's the biggest part of the crisis at this point. Beyond the beyond the public health impacts of it, and the the trillions of dollars this is going to cost the healthcare system over the next. And the last generation. thing I have to say on this, Matt, is just that it's I get you know this resistance to mandates, but this is public health. That's all it is. It's just public health. It's not in, infringement of freedom. It's public health. And when I, when there's public health issues, when there's a fire, you walk away from it. You don't like walk into it. You know, this is a fire. We need to put our mask on. We need to get vaccinated. We need to walk away from it. That's all it is. Public health. And it's part of the problem, I think, is that everything's become a matter of, of personal yeah. personal yeah. preference, personal politics now. And now, now it's actually a political stand to not do this. And that's just dumb. Which I, and I, I, I agree with there. Like, again, it, it's, I, 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 yes, I'm vaccinated. I, I don't know why you wouldn't want to get vaccinated, but you know, going back to with if Kyrie, if he doesn't want to get vaccinated, he's going to lose out on some game checks, but the Nets should still keep him. Well, that's the thing, too. Trading him to another team, he's going to be in, in a similar situation. It may not be, you know, if he but goes not to Texas. So many games. Right, not if he goes to games, Texas, yeah. he can play home games or whatever. Yeah. But I think, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what the market is for, for a player like that now, too. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what hey, happens. So, yeah. in our last 20 minutes, what about, are we going to talk – College football, pro football. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, wait a minute. He's apologized to everybody. What's your problem? He's apologized <laughs> to everybody. He said it. Oh, he apologized to everybody in the town that he works in, Jacksonville. The janitors, the, the custodians, the, um, the teachers. He's apologized to everybody. <laughs> so the Jacksonville, we're, we're, in, we're starting, we're in week five of the NFL right now. What's your over under before he gets fired? What week? 
When's their bye week? Do we know? Uh, I'll, I'll look it up quick. Uh, I would have said six, somewhere in the six to eight range, but bye weeks are bye week, week eight, I think it says, right? Weeks. Um, uh, he won't okay, make well, it. he's week looking seven, that up, Matt. Week, week, seven, week seven is I'm their bye week. Say I think he makes yeah. a whole year. I don't think he'll get fired this year. Oh God, no! You're, I, I'm no. I, he's he's so gone. He's on such thin ice right now. And the thing is, it's easy to fire a guy when the team stinks too. If he were, no, if, I don't think I don't think you'll get fired. I, I, he's such a bonehead. I think it's going to be. I I just think he's going to end up. If you look at these things in in isolation, they're all silly bonehead. Like, what are you doing? Incidences, in my opinion. But in totality, it's just one after another. And when you're trying to rebuild a culture and you've got Trevor Lawrence, who looks like he could be really good, you don't want to screw it up. I just think – I think he's gone by week, you know, probably week 10. Daryl, you think if they're 0-6 going into their bye, they're going to keep this clown? Yeah. No way. I Because, what, because he's got a track record of winning. I don't know. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But you know what's interesting is he looks like Calipari. He looks like a guy who's had great college success, moves to the pros, and bombs out. Exactly. The track record of winning in the in college doesn't necessarily translate into the pros. I think the exception is Jimmy Johnson, but he had a team, ready-made championship team, waiting for him when he got there. Yeah. So I, I think I, you know I well, think it's it's super rare in football for somebody to make that jump and be, and be really successful. So I'm not surprised that he stinks. I'd be, Daryl, I, I would, I, I want to, I'm going to save this, this, that little sound clip and play it back to you. Uh, when he gets week fired. Seven when he gets fired. Yeah. Here, I mean, here's what I think though. And, and here's why I think winning doesn't necessarily translate from level to level is when you're, when you're at college, you flat out can just have better athletes. No matter where he went, he just had better athletes. And you also, I, I was thinking of this too in the car, right? Like no matter where he was, Florida, Ohio, Bowling Green, Utah, the people who he's interviewing with aren't out to get him. So if he misspoke somewhere, if he did something and there was a controversy, I'm pretty sure it was, it was swept under the rug and not necessarily covered. Now you're well, a per- Go ahead. Yeah, well, no. Let's. Let, I. I just. I. I want to. I want to sort of turn the framing of this a little bit because I see where you're going, but I. I don't want it to come out that, as a criticism of, what's happening now and a and an acceptance of what was happening then. The 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 what was happening then in those cities, the reporters in Gainesville had a had a better bigger obligation than the one they fulfilled to their readers and to the community there. And now it's it's an honest reckoning that he has to deal with. And I do I want to just you just want to stick this in here too. I, I I'm a little annoyed that the after all the things he did at these universities and the questionable decisions he made in his hiring of assistants when he first got this mm-hmm. this job, that the thing that blew everybody up was that he was in a bar and a girl was dancing. You know, I think. I mean, that, has there that, ever that, been a has there ever been a six second video? 
detail that caused so much trouble. But it's so stupid. Like, really, it like would that that the the moral outrage is a little bit much for me. And you know, and you know, the the girl's family has said that she's terrified to go back out into the world. I I can't blame her. And you know, it, again, six seconds of. You know, again, and Daryl, you and I have said this many times that if they had cell phone cameras when you and I were 20, we would not be on this side of the bars. <laughs> Quite possibly, yes. No, that that video, in my opinion, Daryl, and, and I know like in our little text conversation, you might feel differently. I, I It wasn't a harmless video, but really the video itself isn't the issue, in my opinion. And Joe, I get what you're saying. Like, wait a minute. Is, we, that cause a huge uproar the video no, but, but to joe's point like wait a minute you let this guy get away with who he was hiring yeah. you let this guy you know you you let this guy get away with all this and you this let him you let him actively that he you let him actively recruit a murderer to his florida team that, yeah you know and and but for me it's it's the reason why this is an issue is and I've been reading about it. He he just straight up lost his locker room. Like the guys don't respect him. He wow. made a choice. The issue is that he made a choice after this loss to stay in Ohio, not get on the plane with his team. Yeah, not that was right. Time, yeah. Right. Not spend time going over game film on the flight, which I'm pretty sure you could probably do now on a, on a tablet. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so you made that choice, coach, to send me on a plane to go back home you're staying home, going to a restaurant, getting danced on, you know, the video itself, to me, it's not bad. You know, is it what I would do? No. Is it how I would treat my For wife? A married person should not no. be doing it. But, but we're not, but we're not the police of, you know, right. Would, would either of us have made that choice? No. But to me, the bigger issue is you send your team on a plane to go home. Hey, we got it. Hey, we're starting. We're, we want to win next week. We're going to start Friday morning. We got the game plan. No, because you're nursing a hangover. You know, that is a bigger issue. If he's lost, if he's truly lost the locker room, guys are going to stop playing for him. It's now going to be a toxic, extremely toxic locker room. And that's the last thing you want in a, for Trevor Lawrence, who right. has yeah. all, has all the tools that he needs. So if, this organization, if the owner, um, and I, I, the name is escaping me. Con, con, yeah. Thank you. Say yeah. Con, yeah. If, if, he, if he cares about this organization and wants a winning organization, Urban Meyer needs to be gone sooner than later. Because it's not about a video. It's not about, it's, it's, he's lost the locker room. He's got zero credibility. Nobody's going to listen to him. And, Great and, point. That, and that's already happened. He's already lost his locker room. And I think the thing is, too, you have to look at it in this in a long term perspective, because this isn't a Super Bowl contender this year. So he's yeah. he, he one thousand. He maybe doesn't know if Meyer can get him to the end of the year, but he one thousand percent knows that this is not his coach for the next five years. And th that's what he needs to be thinking of with the young with the again, the, the, the top pick quarterback. He That's what he needs to be thinking about is the next two to three years, really not even five, but. He needs to get somebody in there who's not, yeah, again, who's become an embarrassment to the fans, the organization, the city, and his players. And you've heard this all week, Matt, that the the players are already done with him. 
the players on this team are active. And I'm I'm stunned, honestly, that he didn't get fired. This is a perfect yeah. opportunity. They had a long week. They had a, a Thursday night game. They could have fired him on Monday and kind of not skipped a beat. And again, mm-hmm. they're 0 and 4. They're not going to win. This isn't a playoff team. They could go two and fifteen. No one in Jacksonville would care. So I think the time to do this is now. And again, I I would <laughs> we'll we'll see. I, he may not even make it. They could. Oh no, I guess not. It's already Friday. Probably too late to fire him before uh, before Sunday. He'll, he'll obviously. I mean, you've got Tennessee and then Miami coming up. Do uh, do we think? And actually, isn't if is that Miami game? Is that the one in London? Yeah, Tennessee. So, and and maybe that's what it is. Like you know, you wanna let's on his way back from London fire him. I don't know, <laughs> or leave him there. Just leave yeah, him there. I, cancel you know, his ticket. Cancel his ticket on the return the only flight. Thing, the only thing that makes me like, if not this week, like if not after Thursday night then then when what is it going to take i mean if you think about all his ridiculousness between um hiring that strength and conditioning coach to the, all the tim tebow hoopla to making comments about unvaccinated players getting cut to now this it's like okay what would it take um because the winning expectation isn't there so you're not necessarily going to be like well we're 0 5 i'm going to fire him because we're not winning you didn't expect to win so what is it going to take i I agree that it should have happened monday it doesn't surprise me because again like this you don't expect to fire a, a coach that you hired to kind of be the culture of your team you don't ever anticipate having to fire that guy Four weeks into the season, mm-hmm. so when all for this being, stuff for being an anti culture, right, know? right, exactly, <laughs> and so you get to that point, and I, I would imagine that the, you know, the ownership and the and the you know the higher ups, you know, the highest ups in that organization are are kind of stunned by this, and so you have they obviously had a bunch of meetings over the weekend. Khan came out with a statement, I think, on Sunday or Monday, a couple of days afterwards came out with a statement and said they were taking this very seriously and and that you know his coach is on thin ice and that's the sort of the the end part of that statement made me think that he was you know it, it, it's it maybe it can't happen right this minute but it's going to happen soon enough and again I, I will be if okay well, let's put, let's put something on on this so week eight after the bye week they're supposed to play Seattle at Seattle if Urban Meyer is the coach still at that point, I will go to the game and <laughs> wait for him outside the stadium and shake his hand and apologize to him and record it and play it on the air on this program. How about that? Uh, okay. I mean, I, 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 I'm with you, Joe. I'd be surprised if he's still the coach, but I'm surprised he's still the coach now. So, yeah, fair you enough. know, I, I guess maybe, and it's interesting, like, Hearing the owner say he's on thin ice, is that the out to use in we're 0 and 6 as an excuse? Because I, I truly do believe the expectation was hey, if we win one or two games, it's okay. We got to change the culture. So I don't think it like I if they were 0 and 6 going into a bye week without these controversies, is or is Urban Meyer fired? Probably not. I don't think so. Probably not. I think, but that's the nice thing about being an NFL owner. You fire the guy, you still have to pay his contract. You still have mm-hmm. to pay him out. But that you can do that whether you fire him week four, week six, week mm-hmm. twelve, or year three. You're still paying him the same amount of money. So, 
I'm not I'm not sure what his contract situation is. It's obviously going to be a very expensive move for Khan to fire him, and I don't expect it's not as if Urban Meyer is going to get another head coaching job in the NFL and Khan's not going to have to pay his salary next year. Meyer will yeah. get a, he'll get a college job. He'll get one of the ten best college jobs in the country if he goes back to college. But go back to UMass. Um, that, well, which, which brings up the game of the year, the game of the year, UMass versus UConn for all the marbles, the toilet Move over bowl in Alabama, that, you know, what we're calling it the toilet bowl. Are you guys going? No, <laughs> no. no. Do you even call it the toilet bowl? I mean, I don't think they do, but it's no, I'm they, saying like, that's kind of like, you know, there are some nice toilets out there. <laughs> do you really want to call it the toilet? This game, this is nothing more than like, can we call it a high school all-star game? Because maybe that's what it is. Like you have your local all-stars of in Mass and your local all-stars in Connecticut. That's all this is, is a high school game. Here's my prediction for the game. Here's a, my prediction of the game. It's going to be 0-0. The last play of the game, the UMass player, the UMass quarterback, He's there on the there they're on the wrong side of the field, but he fades back. He gets tackled in the end zone as the game ends for a safety. UConn wins two to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I see, but that to me that's like a the defense has played good. No, like, I think this is going to be like forty-seven to forty-two, just right. nonsense. It, it's ah, oh, I feel bad. I'm from Connecticut. I live in Massachusetts. It's it's bad football, and and it's. I live, you know, what uh, m- two miles from the stadium. Yeah. You know? See, yeah. something about comically bad attracts me to it, though. Like honestly, <laughs> if I'm flipping around and it shows up, I don't on my think DVD, you're gonna find this one on TV. Uh, you know? man, I think I've, you're gonna have to delve deep into the inner tubes to find this one. I, I have my DVR set to capture every college football game, every WNBA game, NBA game, or NFL game that comes on and every Yankee game that comes across my TV amazing, on, on any channel. Yeah. So I would imagine at some point, one of these regional networks, it, it's going to be on TV. Everything's It'll be on, on TV. TV. It'll yeah. get covered. Yeah. So I'll, I'll probably get a chance to watch it. So will you Daryl <laughs> set, set that, set that thing, man, set that favorite to all college football. You wake up, <laughs> you wake up on Saturday morning and you get like 45 games. It's amazing. You get your pick of the litter and you're going to pick UMass UConn. Oh, I, I will because it'll be entertaining. There's some stakes there. It's who's the worst team in the country. We have personal, you know, we have some personal involvement there. I'll, I will watch that game and not just the the highlight plays. I'll watch, you know, I don't, I don't watch, I don't watch all of anything. What I did watch, and I am so grateful that we got to 54 minutes or whatever without bringing him up, because one of the biggest things that oh, happened Brady. last week was the the Brady coming coming back to New England mm-hmm. and. Kind of it was outplayed. a great game. It well, was a and great Matt, game. And I, Matt and I talked about a little bit before you came on, Daryl. But you know, he was really outplayed by Mac Jones. And if I were you, I'd be really sort of happy about what my next four to six years look like. Absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, the, the, I, Joe, we talked about it before the the show started. I mean, I think as far as all the the pregame hoopla and nonsense, you know, you know, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick kept you know they they had their ears plugged they were blocked out of that i you know they sat down afterwards and talked for an hour privately so they're yeah you know, yeah they both realized that their success is really dependent on the other person yeah that actually yeah. makes me feel good to hear that because all i saw was the handshake at the end of the game and it was really yeah. quick and cursory and no, brady spent no. a lot of time 
with a lot of the other coaches and players immediately after the game on the field, you know, talking yeah. to him, like he had a really nice long hug with Josh McDaniel. So I think, yeah. you know, he, yeah, and, he spent, he spent, I think it was like, what, a 45 minute or, or I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember how much yeah. he spent time, yeah. but I, I liked how the fans did nothing but cheer for him before the game started. And I love how the, the fans booed him once the game started. Hey, thank you. You're not our quarterback anymore. Um, you know, they're Patriot fans. I, so I respect that. And yeah, I mean, Mac Jones, he'll be all right. I, I, I think as I'm spoiled as a Yankee fan, I think a lot of Patriot fans are spoiled. I think a good Mac Jones does not necessarily mean you're in the playoffs every year. No. You'll be contending and winning games. You won't, you won't go through New York Giants and New York Jet type seasons. Which, hey, wait, wait, by the way. Player of the week. The way, player of the week, Daniel who, Jones. Who, no way. Yes. No way. Wait, 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 wait. The Giants are one and three. The Jets are one and three. And the Patriots are what, Daryl? One and three. However, yes, baby, two of their losses are, you know, are moral victories kind of, you know, so. Oh, yeah, sure. Moral victories are, are you know what they're for. And if I can you sneak a little, you are what your record says you are. We're all one and three. And if I can sneak a little green and white, I finally got to see the Jets play a full game, and I'm I'm semi sold on Zach Wilson, man. That could yeah, could he's pretty throw good. Throw the ball, yeah. yeah. And I love that they throw fifty yard passes. You know how many completions of more than forty yards Tom Brady has this season? Very few. One. He has Ooh, one. Yeah. Oh, Antonio yeah. Brown. Yeah, well, and, and guess who, surprise, guess who the leader, uh, far and away the leader with seven is? Take a guess. We have a minute. Give me a second. A, a rookie? No, Aaron not, Rodgers. Not a rookie. No, no Rodgers only has, no, Rodgers is down there. I think he's tied with Brady. Mm, so it's a mistake quarterback. Tyler Murray? No, good guess, though. Murray, oh, I, I think, Murray, I think, is one of the three with four. Get, oh, I wish we. I wish you did this more time. Oh man. Oh. Nope. Do 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 do. Sorry. AMC we, we probably can't do that. We're probably gonna get sued. Aren't Stafford. We? AMC or NFC. Stafford. There you go. Good Stafford. job. Matt. Only took you thirty seconds. That was a yeah. brilliant trade to get him. That was a brilliant trade. Well, and we talk about these quarterbacks who were sort of ruined by their systems, and maybe he's one who was freed from a crappy system. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Thanks a lot for listening to the um, Sports Plus show on WXOJ, Valley Free Radio in Northampton, Massachusetts. Thanks, everybody. Daryl, drive safely the rest of your ride. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. All right. All right. Bye, guys.